Hey guys, welcome back to Those Murder Girls Podcast. I am your host, Raina, and today I'm here with a case that is something out of a movie, and it's so freaky for so many reasons. The first reason is you never know who you can trust. Obviously, we've learned that years ago. But second, you never know what you can be doing that can leave you vulnerable, even when you think you're using every precaution necessary. 23-year-old Jung Yoo Jung was an unemployed girl living in South Korea when she had this idea, one that would turn deadly. With no job and no friends, it's believed that Yoo Jung tried to not only get away with the perfect murder that she had planned while alone in her home, but to also create a new identity for herself at the exact same time. An identity that would allow her to be just who she's always wanted to. Scrolling through an app under a profile that she created in hopes of intriguing others, Yu Jung sought out tutors and different teaching professionals, all of them in their 20s, in the area of South Korea that she lived in. She sent many messages to different individuals seeking a tutor for her 14-year-old daughter who was in ninth grade that wanted to learn English. The only thing is, she didn't have a 14-year-old daughter, and she wasn't even old enough to have a 14-year-old daughter. But the unsuspecting victims on the other side of those messages, they didn't know that. So many messages were sent and many were replied to. But a lot of these teachers and different tutors stopped replying when Yoo Jung began to ask questions that were just not normal. She started to ask people what their ages were, if they lived alone, and if it was okay if the tutoring could be done at their home, which was not standard. But there was a tutor who didn't have an issue with all of these questions and didn't have an issue with Yu Jung's daughter coming into her home for tutoring. So she continued to answer all of Yu Jung's questions and she was available the two-week period that Yu Jung had in mind for the tutoring and they agreed that Yu Jung's daughter, her imaginary daughter, would be meeting her at her home at 5.30 on May 26, 2023. So it was no surprise to the tutor when there was a knock at her door at 5.34 on the afternoon of May 26th. She opened the door to find a short girl standing wearing a school uniform with her hair pulled back in a short ponytail. The tutor allowed the girl inside and what came next was probably nothing short of horrifying because it wasn't just a 14-year-old girl there for tutoring. It was Yu Jung and she was there to execute her plan. Wearing a typical schoolgirl uniform for that area of North Korea, Yoo Jung cut her hair short and wore it in a slick pulled back ponytail. That way when the tutor saw her at the door, she didn't think twice about letting her in. And Yoo Jung's plan worked. What happened inside we can only leave to our imaginations right now because not much has been released from authorities. The tutor was stabbed 20 times in the neck and chest. Her friends and family say that she was the most lovely woman. She was a college student who loved spreading knowledge to those around her. And with this gift for teaching, she started doing these tutoring jobs to help offset allowance that was given to her by her parents. In South Korea, it's often customary that you receive an allowance even after you're school-aged from your parents. And 
The tutor, she didn't want this. She didn't think it was necessary. She wanted her parents to keep their hard-earned money, and she didn't mind working for her own and establishing an independent lifestyle. It's something that she had always dreamed of. And Yu Jung shattered those dreams, falsely identifying herself as a 14-year-old girl, buying a schoolgirl dress from an online flea market, and posing as the 14-year-old ninth grader when the tutor opened her door that afternoon. So according to CCTV, Yu Jung was at the tutor's house for about an hour. When Yu Jung arrived, she came in her own clothing, the schoolgirl outfit, and she left wearing the tutor's clothes. CCTV catches Yu Jung walking up and down the city streets, making her way to a store where she stopped for bleach and bags. With the bleach and bags in hand, CCTV shows her going back to the tutor's apartment, looking calm, making her way through the streets as if she just hadn't killed someone. When she got back to the tutor's house, she began to dismember the body while cleaning up along the way. She'll leave again and return to the home that she shares with her grandfather to grab a suitcase that she would put the tutor's body into a little bit later. She would come and go from the victim's house that night three times, the last time taking the suitcase with her and hailing for a cab. The cab that stopped allowed her to put the suitcase in the trunk before driving her out to the Nakdon River. She gets out of the cab in total darkness, grabs her suitcase from the trunk, and makes her way towards the river through some brush. Well, being that it was so late at night, the driver just couldn't see himself dropping her off and leaving her there. So instead, he thought to himself, you know what, maybe I'll take a break. He gets out of his cab, he stretches, smokes a cigarette, and waits to see if Yu Jung will come back. About 15-20 minutes later, she does, walking back through that brushy area and up towards where he sat with his car. Not realizing that it was the same cab driver that had given her a ride there, she asks him if she can have a ride back into town. Everything in this man told him that there was something very wrong with this girl and with this situation, so he ends up calling the police on his own. You know, he doesn't know what exactly is going on, but he knows that law enforcement definitely needs to intervene to get to the bottom of whatever this girl is up to. So with a quick scan of Yu Jung and her suitcase, law enforcement identifies what they believe to be as blood. Yu Jung quickly admits that the blood is actually her own, that she is menstruating and the blood is hers and it has gotten onto her belongings, which is just like the grossest thing that you could possibly admit, even if it's true. But law enforcement is concerned by this. So they have an ambulance transport Yu Jung to the hospital to make sure that she's okay. Well, when they do their exam, it comes to light that she is not menstruating at all. And Yu Jung says, okay, you know, I, I was ashamed to admit this, but I actually just birthed a baby and I couldn't take care of it. And so I abandoned it by the river. Well, an ultrasound that is done within minutes quickly determines that that is a lie. Yu Jung continues to be backed into corner after corner with all of her false admissions. So tired of all the lies and wasting their time, the hospital agrees to let her go and law enforcement takes her down to the station where they put her into a room for some more questioning. So Yu Jung tells officers that, okay, this is the truth. I didn't have a baby. I'm not on my period, but... I was really, really scared to admit that when I arrived at the tutor's house for a tutoring session, I actually walked in and I seen the tutor's killer. 
well, the killer told me that if I helped get rid of the body and clean up the mess that I would be able to live in this house as the tutor and they wouldn't say a word, I wouldn't say a word, and we would both just go on with our lives. Well, obviously the police don't believe her. Why would a killer allow her to walk free and take possession of the tutor's life and like all of her belongings in her house? Like the whole story was just too much and so far off from anything that would ever be believable. So the officers want to know like where did this blood come from and they're tired of getting the runaround and they let Yu Jung know this and she says, okay, fine. I wanted this tutoring session and I hired her. Well, when I got to her house, the two of us got into a really big fight and I ended up killing her because I wasn't happy with the planned curriculum. Well, the police are just like staring at her blankly and they're like, you're not going to kill someone over curriculum like come on you're wasting our time we have all these other things that we could be doing people that we could be helping but we're here with you listening to these lies on lies all of this was just becoming too much for everyone in the room so finally Yu Jung breaks down and she says okay I killed the tutor and I dismembered her body the blood that you found was hers it was me I'm sitting here confessing to you wearing the tutor's clothing like it's so creepy Law enforcement is just staring back at her. Not that they don't believe her, but they're in disbelief of how this small woman could have carried out this humongous crime. And she never had been in any sort of trouble at all with the law before. And her and the tutor were pretty much like the same physical size and they kind of even resembled each other. So they're wondering how she was able to overpower the tutor and take control to be able to carry out this crime. The more and more that they looked at Yu Jung and they looked at the tutor, it became extremely concerning at how much the two looked and resembled each other. So Yu Jung starts detailing how she was able to gain the trust of the tutor with the tutor allowing Yu Jung into her home. She tells law enforcement that the tutor believed that she was a 14-year-old girl who was coming over for a scheduled tutoring session. She said that she wanted to learn English before entering into the 10th grade. And when law enforcement asks, why did you do this? Yu Jung confesses, I've been super into true crime documentaries and podcasts, books, and TV shows. And honestly, I just wanted to know what it would feel like to kill someone. Law enforcement is just like in complete disbelief listening. They cannot even process what Yu Jung is saying. I mean, so many people watch true crime documentaries and books and TV shows and all of that. And never once has anyone in this department heard of this sort of confession. So Yu Jung goes on to say that, yeah, she found this tutoring app and she sought out tutors. This specific tutor was the one who said, you can come to me. I'm available within this two-week period that you're looking to have the tutoring done. And, you know, I'd be happy to work with your 14-year-old daughter. So Yu Jung says as soon as they finalized May 26, 5.30 as the date, she bought the dress and she cut her hair and pulled it back in an effort to look younger. That way when she showed up at the door, the lady wouldn't have any second thoughts about letting her inside. So law enforcement and different psychologists and like criminal analysts are all over this case and it's assumed that Yu Jung had every intention to take over the life of the tutor. 
She was very accomplished. She was loved by so many. She was so smart. People love to be around her. And that is all stuff that Yoo Jung could have only dreamed about and she couldn't achieve on her own. But what went so wrong in Yoo Jung's life that she thought the only way that she would be able to succeed was by going about taking over someone's life after murdering them? People who know Yoo Jung, and some of them were actually her good friends in junior high, say that she wasn't always this quiet and recluse of a person that she was in recent times. They remember her being super active in school and social and so much fun to be around. But they said that that all changed around the time they got to high school and that the Yoo Jung that they knew in middle school was not the same person. She had become very quiet. She separated herself from her friends and she shut people out. They would try to talk to her and engage, invite her to do things, and she didn't want any of it. Even at school, when students or teachers talked to her for things that were related to school, all of her answers were one-word answers. And this wasn't the Yu Jung that people knew from back in the day. It was a super drastic change from the once social butterfly that she was. So at the time of the Tudor's murder, it had been five years since her graduation. She was never able to secure a job during this time, but law enforcement knows of one job interview that she went on that went all bad. Yoo Jung had submitted a resume for an open position that she had found. Well, the interview liked what they saw on her resume, and so they called her in for a face-to-face interview. When Yoo Jung arrived, the interviewer didn't see the person in front of them to be who they envisioned by the bubbly resume that they had received. Yoo Jung sat in front of them, she barely spoke, and it was difficult for the interviewer to see Yoo Jung as the right fit for this position that they had. So they let her know that they'll be calling her to let her know the status or the next steps. Well, they didn't call, and so Yu Jung made many calls into this company asking for status on the position. And on the last call, when they told her that she didn't get the job, Yu Jung cussed them out, totally went off on them, telling them that they made a huge mistake and like using every swear word that she could think of. So the company was like, okay, like, thank you, bye. And they were so glad that they dodged that whole issue with Yu Jung. Can you imagine having her on staff? I mean, you're not going to be able to get this chick to do anything that she does not want to do. And it is not going to be pretty. So police are going through Yoo Jung's phone. And it showed some concerning information. Yoo Jung had been using books borrowed from the library to get tips on how to commit crimes and conceal crimes. She was searching on her phone ways to commit crimes, how to conceal a body. And something equally alarming that they uncovered was the fact that Yoo Jung didn't have any friends. She was not in communication with any one person at all and hadn't been in like a really long time. Five years that we know for sure, but somebody always has to have someone and Yoo Jung just didn't. And the life that she took was someone who looked like Yoo Jung, who was the same age as her. And Yoo Jung was ready to step into the shoes of the tutor, living life as this woman who had all of these accomplishments, all of this love around her, and all of these friendships. And Yoo Jung actually thought that she was going to get away with that. Like none of the tutor's friends or family were even going to notice. 
But I just think Yu Jung was so far gone on all of these thoughts and her plan and what she was going through in her own life that it didn't even matter. Like she was willing to take the chance. She wanted to live amongst all of the tutor's achievements, the love and the friendships. It's everything that Yu Jung had wished she'd had. And to law enforcement, it fits the motive, especially because when Yu Jung killed the tutor, she was sure to hang on to the tutor's cell phone, ID, and wallet. While in custody, Yu Jung apologized to the victim's family for what she had done. And when she was asked why, she replied, I think I was out of my mind. Yes, Yu Jung, we think you were too. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week on Those Murder Girls podcast. I will see you guys back here next week. But until then, please stay off of those tutoring apps. Do not let anybody that you don't know inside your house. And please, please, please do not visit any tutors inside of their own home. This episode was written by me, Reina, and edited by Jules. Bye, guys.